are you? And where are you going? What do you want? For the next 24 minutes, we're going to design and attain your ideal life. On the Way to Wow Show. Together, we'll find the ideal path to get you back on the track to success and happiness. On the Way to Wow Show with your host, Kevin Bemmel. Konnichiwa. Hello and welcome from dystopic Los Angeles. I don't know about you, but for most of my life, I haven't slept well. Now, sometimes it was just I had stuff that was much more interesting to do than sleep. Other times, I, I would have paid, I think, a million bucks if I could have just gotten some rest. So my guest today is going to clue us in on why we have trouble sleeping and what we can do about it. And I guarantee you, his level of energy will keep you awake. How can you build a stronger mindset? So my next guest is Dr. Michael Bruce. And if you are having trouble sleeping, this is the man that you want to know about. Uh, but you won't sleep through his, his, his interview, I assure you for that. <laughs> he's, he's a fascinating uh, person. I, I, I met uh, Michael at the Milken Global Conference a couple of years ago now. Yep. And I have had insomnia all my life. And I'm telling you, he solved it. It seemed like just like that. <laughs> so, and, and by the way, I thank you. My wife thanks you. You're very welcome. You know, all that. My pleasure. <laughs> so I'm gonna, I, I want to give you a couple of, of uh, uh, bits of background ab ab about Michael. First of all, he's a clinical psychologist. He's a diplomat of the American Board of Sleep Medicine. And, and you gained that at the age of 31, right? That's correct. That's so I was the, they think I was the youngest person to ever take and pass the sleep medicine boards. But what was ridiculous about it was I took the medical boards without going to medical school. So I, as a PhD was how I ended up taking it. So that was kind of the, the thing or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I was one of the youngest Eagle Scouts in history, but this is a much bigger That's accomplishment. Awesome, dude. Oh, I love the Scouts. That's amazing. Um, he's also a fellow of the American Academy of Sleep Medicine. And he's one of only, get this, 168 people in the world with those credentials. Yep. Michael also consults for some very well-known uh, companies and brands, including Disney, Princess Cruise Lines, Advil PM, which I think is, is very interesting. Let's just, let's just start you know, at, the, at the real basic question. Okay. So uh, it seems like nobody in the United States gets enough sleep, <laughs> right? Yeah, so what's, what's, well. I'm, what, what is the issue with sleep? So, so here's the thing. Sleep is the most fundamental aspect to the human existence, right? Like, from the dawn of time, within a certain period of time, likely 24 hours or so, whatever that creature was took a nap, right? So it's been going on for quite a while. The problem is, is that there's a part of our brain that the more sleep deprived we get, the more it tells us we're okay. Because back in the prehistoric days, 
it wasn't great to take a nap on the Serengeti because you could be somebody's lunch, right? <laughs> right. So, so it was this, this, over, this drive to keep going and get into safety has been something. So what happens a lot of times is people just kind of brush off the signs or symptoms that they're tired earlier in the evenings and then you know they get driven by their phones or Netflix. Um, it was great, I thought that it was interesting. The CEO of Netflix said that his biggest competitor in the marketplace is sleep. Isn't that amazing? That's truly amazing, right? That is astonishing. Yeah, so, right? so what is our problem with sleep? We don't value it. Um, I would say that it, when, we, when we all of a sudden discover that we might not get it or get good quality, it becomes very, very valuable very, very quickly. Um, and then we can become obsessed with it. Right. So and so that was going to be my next question is mm -hmm. what is good quality sleep, right? So so there's lots of fancy ways to figure it out, right? I've got like a tracker on my finger here that tracks my activity and my sleep and all that kind of good stuff. You could do it that way if you if you wanted to and then you could look at the numbers and you can play with all the data, but the truth of the matter is, if you wake up and you feel good, you probably got good sleep. Like 8 hours is a myth. Right, I, I don't get eight hours. I'm the sleep doctor, for God's sake. I don't get, I don't get eight hours. I, I go to bed right around midnight. I wake up at approximately 6.15 every day without an alarm, period. And this is me with no caffeine, right? I mean, look at this, it's ridiculous. I'm 52 years old, you know, and like I have plenty of energy, like I feel great, and I sleep six hours and 15 minutes. Michael, how do you do something like that? So I'll tell you, what I did was, and this is where I got into the coaching aspect to it, is I became super consistent. And that consistency, so first thing I did was I identified my, what's called my circadian rhythm or my chronotype. Um, I, you know, we've talked uh, before about right, this. Right. So for folks out there who may not know what it is, so a chronotype, you might have heard of the term before, but, or not heard of the term, but know the concept, early bird, night owl. Right? So once you know if you're an early bird or a night owl, or there's a couple of other ones out there, I, if people want to check out my quiz, chronoquiz.com, it's a great place, you'll love it, it's super fun. Um, once you figure that part out and you can sleep inside your chronotypical bedtime, and just to be clear, that's a genetic thing, that's not something that you get to choose. Like I could look at your 23andMe data or your ancestry.com data and I could tell you what your chronotype is. Okay. So it's, it's not one of those things, unfortunately, we get to choose. Um, but once you're sleeping inside your chronotypical schedule, it consolidates. Oh, yeah, I know. I had no idea, right? So I, so I just started, I went, I, I'm a night owl, so I was always going to bed at midnight, midnight, midnight. I was waking up at 7.30, and then it was 7.15, and then it was 7, and then it was 6.45, and all of a sudden, my body just, whoosh, and I only need six hours and 15 minutes of sleep. So um, you mentioned before um, that you started getting your best sleep when you were being consistent. Correct. So what is it that you were consistent about that led you there? So it was really my bedtime and wake-up time. Um, and now what I've discovered is it's really the wake-up time. So once you are consistent and it begins to consolidate, right when, you, when it kind of hits its max, which is apparently where I am, then it's all about the wake-up time. And, and so the other factors, uh, there's this term out there, sleep hygiene, that yes. I, I learned, it, I think, several years ago now, right? <laughs> Uh, and, you know, I think if I say sleep hygiene to my wife one more time, right. she's, she's going she, she. to kill me in my yeah, sleep. Yeah, I understand. <laughs> I understand. Right. So when we think, so the way the term kind of got coined was basically, you know, you've got dental hygiene, maybe you should have some sleep hygiene. And, and basically what it's talking about, the basic parameters are keep it cool, keep it dark, right, and keep it quiet. 
So, you know, it, it's very hibernation focused, if you uh -huh. will. So what, what a lot of, and, and to be fair, sleep hygiene recommendations, they've been around for a while. And the data on them says they're good to do, but if you've got insomnia, they're not gonna cure your insomnia, right? Oh. The, the data does not suggest that. The data would suggest that if you've got insomnia, you need to work with somebody doing cognitive behavioral therapy, you need to be doing rescheduling, you need, like that's a whole, it's a little bit bigger process, not too complicated, very achievable, um, but that's a different process than sleep hygiene. Sleep hygiene is basically keep your room at a good temperature. I usually tell my clients somewhere between 65 and 75 degrees is really what oh, I want it. Okay. So cooler is better. Um, the reason that cooler is better is um, right before you fall asleep or, or as you're falling asleep, your core body temperature hits its peak. Around 10.30, it just dumps. And so as it goes down, that's a signal to your brain to release melatonin. So, we, so if you're in a hot room, it's not going down. And then it's not releasing melatonin and then you ain't sleeping. Um, the, you know, keeping it quiet makes a lot of sense too. But to be fair, uh, I've, I'm the only sleep doctor in the universe that says it's okay to sleep with the television on. Oh. Yes, I'm that guy. So people always ask like, why did you do that? So when I met my wife, uh, she said to me, if we ever have a sleepover, I need to let you know that I'd sleep with the television on. And I was like, oh, don't worry about that, hon. I'm going to fix that. <laughs> I'm gonna be a sleep doctor, right? Famous last words. Right, I, I don't know who out there has figured out how to fix something in their partner. Let me know because I did, failed miserably. So what ended up happening was um, I took the television out of the room and she told me to get out of the room. And then when I put the TV back in, I got to come back in the room. And so then I studied her. And what I, what I discovered was she wasn't even really watching it, she was listening to it, right? And so here's the thing that she describes to me is that she has this ruminative thought, she can't turn off her brain, right? And that's very common. I mean, you, I think you and I have had conversations about ruminative thought before, yes, right? It's just, absolutely. it's one of these things that happens for folks. And so having it, if, if a TV is just distracting you and your eyes are closed and it's just, you're, the content is kind of rolling over you. Now look, to be fair, like, don't watch you know, news to fall asleep, okay? <laughs> that's not gonna, watch an old episode of Seinfeld, you know, like something that's not too meaningful, but just enough of attention so that you're not, thinking about these things that are driving you crazy. So one of the things, and, and I've been, offended, I, I took TVs out of our room, you know, um, it, but lately I've been having a little more trouble sleeping than usual. Sure. And so I've been um, putting my Pandora on, you know, a timer yeah. and I listen to, um, uh, you know, Nat Cole or, or Dean Martin, it. you know, Amazing. And, and, it, and I just put it on softly and it's, that, it's interesting because I would have thought that would have interrupted my ability to go to sleep because I love the music, right. but it seems like it kind of, it's like, I don't know, like your mom singing a lullaby? It's awesome. Look, at the end of the day, if you give yourself some runway to land the plane, you land the plane, right? And so all you're doing is you're helping yourself be distracted by some nice music that has some great memories to it. So you have a new book, I believe, right? I do, I do. So it's called uh, The Power of When. And so it's all about this idea of chronotypes, what I was talking about a little bit before. And so um, the goal initially of the book was to try to really help people sleep better. And so it turns out that we have these genetic predetermined sleep schedules inside our bodies that tell our brains when we should go to sleep and when we shouldn't. And nobody really thinks about them very much, but they turn out to have a tremendous amount of use for our, even our daily lives. So what I discovered was, there. first of all, there aren't two. You used to just think early bird, night owl, right. right? So it turns out there aren't two. There's early bird, there's people in the middle, there's night owl, and then there's a new group, which is what I added to the literature, which were insomniacs. 
a specific type of genetically predetermined insomniac, right? Mm -hmm. So kind of interesting. So once you got to you got to figure out which category you're in, but once you figure that out, and there's a quiz, go to chronoquiz.com. It's super simple. Um, once you've landed one of these categories, then you know how your whole hormonal system works. So if you once you know your chronotype, then you can actually look for times in your natural hormonal rhythm because hormones are very very regular. So this is all. So it's all based on hormone flow. And so once you know that, you can start to find there are perfect times in day when you're more energetic. There are perfect times of day where you're more creative. So we actually discovered all these and we mapped them out on a clock. And so everybody, if they get the book, they figure out their chronotype and then it gives them like a perfect day in the life of their chronotype. It tells them when to exercise, when to eat. And, and again, these are suggestions, but this is when your body is ostensibly perfectly primed to do that activity. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So when you look at a book like this, the goal here is to take the quiz and then, you know, do a couple fun things. I, I actually figured out the best time of day to have sex, eat a cheeseburger, ask your boss for a raise, like you name it. It's unbelievable. Real studies, over 220 studies in the book. Wow. Sounds, sounds great. Sounds Thanks. great. Yeah. Michael, thank you so much. My pleasure. And I know the people who are watching this are going to get a tremendous amount of it out of it. And hope, I think they will sleep better, too. I, well, I hope they do. Um, I'd love it if people out there, not only do they watch this and enjoy this, but I have a podcast oh, now. Oh, that's right. I'm sorry. So I was going to mention that. I wanted to give a quick shout and tell people, hey, I've got a podcast. It's called Sleep Success with Dr. Michael Bruce. So where, where can people hear your podcast? Any place for Apple. If you just go to the Apple Podcast Store. Oh, okay. um, and we're on, on Acast, so we're start, slowly getting distributed. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah. Thanks. And you brought your thing? I did. I brought it here. Okay. Anywhere up here on the, uh, the collage. All right. So I'm going to go high and right. Okay. There you go. And that is the book. The Power of When. Know your chronotype. That's right. Michael, thank you so much. Dude, this is amazing. I had a blast. <laughs> That's our show for this week. Stay tuned next week when we have pneumatologist and Christologist, Father Guillermo Garcia. And if you don't know what those are, you'll have to tune in next week. We'll also be talking to an amazing young man named Rishi Sharma, who since high school has been pursuing his absolute passion. Courage at all time, my friends. Marie, you're still my bell. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.